Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not not spoiler spoiler free. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Remember Harry Potter, the podcast with me, Marin, and me, Emily. We're your hosts. We are. We're very hosty hosts. <laughs> As we've said before, I hope you guys are all doing well. I really do. Um, I have a lot of worry for people, and so hopefully you guys are doing good and holding things together and mm-hmm. being safe and strong. Be safe. Be strong. <laughs> be Hagrid. Oh, speaking of Hagrid, this yeah. is a special not chapter of Harry Potter episode, but discussion about a beautiful relationship that starts from probably Harry's birth, really. Yep. Probably pre-birth. I would <laughs> assume it started in utero. Yeah. The second Lily was like, I am pregnant, Hagrid started knitting yeah, you did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just immediately. Can we just like start off by talking about how Hagrid is the perfect example of non-toxic masculinity? Mm-hmm. This is a guy who is not afraid to knit on the subway. Oh, no. He's not afraid to carry around his pink umbrella everywhere <laughs> he goes. Nope. He loves animals and he doesn't care who knows that he's going to stick up from no matter what. Yeah. But he's this big, strong, burly, bearded, leather trench coat wearing dude. Yeah. And he just doesn't care. I mean, he's got the big boots that he clomps around in, but then he also makes a dainty tea. Mm-hmm. He scrubs his table. He does. He's a very domestic human being Mm -hmm. he loves to take care of his home i'm sure that he scrubs out every corner you know he makes sure that his home is a safe clean happy place to be in for all of his little creatures that he has laying around everybody has a little home to be in that's very comfortable that he's created for them Mm -hmm. and then not only that but he takes these humans under his proverbial wing (laughs) and brings them into his home and he there's zero toxic masculinity about it at all ever Mm -hmm. he cries openly Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have any shame about his feelings and I think it's so beautiful me too so we I know in the first chapter episode we did we talked a lot about kind of how we feel like Hagrid was involved with the Potters Mm mm-hmm a little bit. And I don't want to go too much more into like Hagrid's backstory because we'll talk a lot about that in the next book next year <laughs> about kind of his time before that happens. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about like the space in between. So from when Hagrid leaves baby Harry on the porch all the way through the time, you know, he's just game keeping at Hogwarts this whole time. This like 10 years go by and he's just doing his thing but I just 
have this deep down feeling that Hagrid has a Harry Potter calendar on his wall <laughs> and he's just counting down every single day until Harry Potter's going to come to Hogwarts. Oh my gosh, that is the sweetest. I That just rings true for Hagrid to be like, he just checks that calendar every day. He marks off a day and then he goes about his little jobs and he figures things out and he works things out and he talks to Fang about it. You know, he's like, well, we're getting pretty close here. And I think about 10 years. And, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, my gosh, 10 years is the longest amount of time I can imagine. But it's been 10 years almost since I had my first child. And I feel like it has just flown by. I There were so many things I was going to do. There were so many <laughs> things that were going to happen. Uh, but time just goes by. And 10 years is a snap. Mm-hmm. And so for him to absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's taking care of stuff and he's making sure that things are in place and people are ready so that when Harry gets there, they know how to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's sweet. What an angel. I love it. So do you think, like I keep thinking about this and I can't quite decide how I feel, but Obviously, there are a lot of muggle-born students who attend Hogwarts. And of course, as a muggle myself, unfortunately, (laughs) I know that if I got a letter in the mail that was like, you've been accepted to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, I'd be like, ha ha, good prank, throw in the garbage. (laughs) So I'm sure there's tons of muggle-born parents who are like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's pranking my kid, but like these letters are getting intense. And there's got to be a lot of people where someone from Hogwarts has to step in and physically come and be like, we're not kidding. This is real. Okay. So are you you thinking that Hagrid is that guy? Does Hagrid do this for anyone else or was it a Harry only situation? But think of this. Imagine being just regular old me and we're hanging around and we're getting all these letters and we're like, I don't know who's punking us, but Ashton Kutcher better stop it. And then all of a sudden Hagrid shows up at my door. No, I would not be okay. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Hagrid really is the best person for the job. Really but he's is. not the easiest to accept into your life <laughs> if you don't know anything about the magical world. No. And, you know, for me, it would take and I this is just who I am. And it's this is honestly what it would take. It would take like Dumbledore. Like I would need some silly old guy in weird glasses and who's very sincere about the way that he talks to people. And he he's very, you know, like I would believe him. I would be like, OK, OK, I get it. Like. My kid's been weird his whole life. Uh, you're probably right. We'll figure this out. Right. But yeah, if it had been, I, I would have to have like the most wizardy wizard in a conventional way. Right. I need Merlin or right. Gandalf yeah. to show up. Exactly. Dumbledore fits the muggle yeah. perspective of what a wizard looks <laughs> yes. like and acts like. So yeah, I really do feel like this was Hagrid's debut as uh like intro to hogwarts person (laughs) because as i've mentioned before it was like mcgonagall who was doing this whole thing (laughs) she was like we can't send anybody else it has to be hagrid it's hagrid because these awful muggles need a lesson Mm -hmm. taught (laughs) so obviously hagrid knows like the letter sending schedule and so i just imagine him like every day 
in the morning, he goes up to McGonagall's office and he's like, hey, have we heard anything back about Harry yet? She's like, no, I have 30 letters scheduled to go out today and we'll see. And he's like, OK, all right. And, you know, he goes and does whatever. And then the next day he's like, all right, any any word yeah. from Harry yet? And she's like, no, but we're getting close. It's almost July 31st. And Hagrid's <laughs> like, that's Harry's birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. And McGonagall's like. You should go pick <gasps> Harry up on his birthday. He would love that. And Hagrid's and like, Hagrid just sobs. <laughs> He's just immediately like just weeping. Mm-hmm. I gotta go bake him a cake right now. <laughs> He's making a puddle on the floor, <laughs> dabbing with a tablecloth. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a sweetie. So sweet. I totally agree with you. This was a special special. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so... Let's see. <clears throat> so he's baking his cake in his little hut, <laughs> and he's telling Fang all about Harry Potter. Oh, you know he talks to that dog like it's a human. Completely. Uh, I mean, I talk to my cats. Absolutely. All day. And you know Fang just like looks up and smiles at him. Mm-hmm. And then Drool. just goes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's baking. He's, you know, icing the cake. He's frosting it. Um, He makes it. Whatever color, for whatever reason. And Fang's just in his little, like, puppy bed. I bet you he made a small one for Fang. Oh, my gosh. Or a bigger one. Maybe. You got to make the smaller one for Harry because he's small. He's tiny. But Fang's big, so he gets a big cake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He uh, has to pack all his pockets before he goes. And he's like, we're going to need some sausages. You little hamsters. I need his key. (laughs) Hamsters, for sure. Who else? Whatever else lives in his pockets. Uh (laughs) His key, his... Yeah, some little bit of pocket change. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What a guy. I'm loving it. So Snacks galore. All the snacks. <laughs> um, so an aspect of Hagrid that we've learned through the past couple chapters of being with Hagrid is we learn about his pink umbrella. And this pink umbrella, we know, can do magic. And he... Uh, was very shy when Ollivander asked him if he still had the pieces of his wand. And uh, no offense to bring up Dumbledore during the Hagrid episode, but... I already did it, too. I was a little embarrassed, but it's fine. I just... This gives me, like, another insight into Dumbledore a little bit, and I want to explore that. Okay. So we know that Hagrid got expelled in his second year, and I also know that his dad died that year. And so Hagrid was going through a lot. And so here we have Dumbledore. Um, He wasn't headmaster at the time, but he goes and he advocates to let Hagrid stay at Hogwarts. So he has somewhere safe he can grow up and where, you know, he has people who care about him and he won't be mistreated. Mm -hmm. And so because of this, Hagrid is loyal to Dumbledore forever. He'll do anything for him because he gave him his home and made him feel welcomed and important. Okay, I have a question. This is a technical (laughs) thing. So Hagrid got expelled in his second year? Yes. Which means he was 12. 12. Uh I know I mentioned this before when we were doing another episode, but I'm like, (laughs) did he immediately get a hut or did they wait until he was a grown up? Or are, <laughs> are giants just more mature because they're bigger? <laughs> I know I feel we've like talked about this. I know we've had this conversation, but I'm still stuck on it because I don't want to give a 12-year-old his own house. Right. Well, that's a good question. And I don't know exact housing situation inside <laughs> of Hogwarts, but 
I feel like having Hagrid have his own space gives him a certain sense of like authority over all the other kids, <laughs> right? And sure, so he's sure. not like in the dorms with any of the other students because then he's just some other kid. So if he has his own space that's just his, it makes him a little bit more special and maybe people... So I sometimes, mean, sometimes when you give kids a great amount of responsibility, they rise up to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that I what feel happened? like that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> Hagrid was like, all right, my new life is here. I have my little hut right I'm now. I'm only 12, but I can do this. I can totally mow the lawn and <laughs> feed the squid. Sure. And absolutely, he's still being cared for and taken care of. He, mm-hmm. he turns out to be the my favorite adult in this whole story Mm -hmm. so he you know he's obviously being taken care of and well nurtured and well cared for but I just I am concerned (laughs) (laughs) maybe it used to be like closer to the greenhouses oh yeah as he got older it kind of moved over towards the forest yeah I can I can totally deal with that especially because I think that um who's our greenhouse teacher oh professor sprout I think that sprout would have done a lot of the rearing of Hagrid. She yeah. does a lot of the mothering. She takes care of him and she she watches out for him and makes sure that he's not making a mess in his hut. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Totally. So all of that's great. I love Dumbledore for using his privilege and standing up for this little Me too. huge half giant. However, <laughs> we have to bring up the wand again. Okay. So we know that his wand gets snapped in half upon his expulsion and they let him keep the pieces and I just keep thinking about this is it because they know that basically nobody can reforge a wand and so they're like there's no harm at all in letting him keep these pieces of it because there's no way he's gonna be able to do anything with it okay do you have another or not necessarily okay um I don't I know that you're not asking me the question, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like it's kind of useless now. Ron spends like his entire second year with a broken wand mm-hmm. and he just like tapes it together and the teachers are like, uh, well just I mean he'll get a new one eventually. Mm-hmm. Like just let him borrow one that isn't broken. Yeah. So Plus a wand know. is only like seven galleons. Like if McGonagall can has whip to out have one. A- freaking nimbus 2000 for harry <laughs> she can whip out a tiny wand for ron i also or feel like freaking harry potter could buy one for him harry could buy him one it's also possible that the it was also it was already a hand-me-down mm-hmm. i'm sure they have more yeah i'm sure that the weasleys Spare just wands. have like a mug that they <laughs> have like a, a few wands in. it's their like pencil <laughs> yeah. container it has the markers and a couple extra wands <laughs> from like people who've died <laughs> great uncle yes uh, so-and-so it's what's his face's wand use the use the long one for whatever yeah so yeah um i do think that there had to have been a reason i'm on the train of they let him keep it so that he would still have access to it because he's not a squib and he's not a muggle. He's a magical creature. You know, he's mm-hmm. a giant, he's half giant, half uh, wizard. Mm-hmm. And so he has to have access to that. I mean, what if he was in like big, big trouble? 
You know, I mean, you can't just snap a kid's wand just because he's expelled and expect him to never use magic again. Right. He's 12 years old. Well, I feel like the expectation is that you can have these as long as you do not use them. Right. Is there ever, I would love to know if there's ever a like, you will get your magical access back when you're an adult, which he doesn't, obviously. Mm -hmm. But is that just because he's complacent and he's happy at Hogwarts and he doesn't care? Or, you know, like if he was like, well, I'm 18 and I'm going to move out now and start my own life. I'm going to open my own magic uh, creature store. (laughs) And so I'm going to get myself a new wand. Would that have been okay? I don't know. Like, I'm so curious to know the rules around this, especially because... Yes, he was expelled from Hogwarts, but he didn't go to prison for it. So why why take why away, take his... away his education rather than his rights? Like, it's just so weird to me. Oh, my gosh. Th- I mean, this is a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but there is so much. I could talk for for years and years about how our society would benefit from funneling money into uh, education mm-hmm. and rehabilitation <laughs> prison yeah um, probably cheaper honestly in the long uh, run it but definitely would be we got to keep those people from voting mm-hmm. anyway okay but here's another thing <laughs> so I'm thinking about how Ollivander is like do you because st- he's creepy yeah do you still have the pieces of your wand I think that he knows that Hagrid is literally holding his wand because I mean, he can he's tell. a wandy guy. He's a wa- he's the wand he's guy. He's the wand dude. I mean, he's the one who made it. He didn't go on the evil path. He stayed on the good path as a wand make. I did air quotes there on good path, everybody who's listening. But <laughs> he's the one who was like, I'm going to do this. Um, he knows. I think he knows that Hagrid is holding mm. his pieces in that umbrella. Really cool. So you brought up Ron's wand, which is great. Obviously, it was very faulty. It was like almost broken (laughs) in half. And so the magic he was doing with it wasn't great and oftentimes went very wrong. Very wrong. And then in the seventh book, Harry's very own wand gets snapped in half. And he takes his wand to Ollivander and he asks him if there's anything he can do to repair it. And Ollivander says no. So my question is... What the heck did Dumbledore do to this umbrella to make it so that it works perfectly with shards of a wand if the wand maker himself cannot fix a one snap of a wand? Okay, but this goes back to my Ollivander's a creep theory is that (laughs) I don't trust Ollivander as far as I can throw him. Mm. And I think that he was lying to Harry. Interesting. In book seven. I think that he could have put it back together. I mean, it wouldn't have ever worked the same. Just like, I mean, I don't think that Hagrid's wand can do everything. It still like shoots out weird sparks at weird times when it's not supposed to. (laughs) But yeah, obviously Dumbledore was able to do something Mm -hmm. to get that wand back together. It wasn't Hagrid. It wasn't Hagrid. (laughs) Obviously it's Dumbledore. Like I I know that's an assumption, but I feel 100% confident in saying that that's true. That's what this podcast is for. (laughs) It's Assumption City. Assumption City. <laughs> so based on Ollivander's reaction of like, you don't use the pieces still, I would assume that it's illegal for Hagrid to be in possession of a functional wand. And I so, don't like that. For he's dumb, a grown ass man. He's grown. Okay. Let him use his magic. So 
I know we've been talking about this for 15 minutes, but I'm coming to my point, I promise. <laughs> okay. So Dumbledore doesn't have a problem breaking the law, okay. especially if it's something that is going to benefit him in some way in the future. Yes, we. this is a sentence we should just make a cross stitch out of it <laughs> and put it right behind us on the wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Hagrid was in second year, so he knows like Alohomora and he knows... He knows Levi Corpus. Maybe. He knows so many He spells. knows some spells, but not that many spells. Did Dumbledore secretly teach Hagrid <laughs> how to use magic? I'm going to say yes. Because we've seen Hagrid do two spells already. He knows how to do Incendio, which that seems like more than a second year spell. I wouldn't want all the 12 year olds knowing how to light things on fire. <laughs> no. Like save that for third year at Bad least. Idea. Okay. Yes. No, I totally agree. I think he was being taught secretly by Dumbledore who kept him at the the castle even though no other expelled student got to stay at the castle mm-hmm. not even tom riddle could have st- he didn't have a parents and he wasn't allowed to stay at the castle mm-hmm. and so hagrid gets to live there hagrid gets to just like secretly be learning magic anyway mm-hmm. hagrid gets to have his wand be put back together magically and made into an umbrella um these are all under the Dumbledore plan umbrella. So Dumbledore knows that this man is the kindest person you can find, and he's going to take advantage of that. Yeah, this is like um, fuel for my fire of Dumbledore is actually a Slytherin. Mm. Like he does do kind things for a lot of people, and a lot of people take that at face value and are just very appreciative that, you know, Dumbledore's doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I just, Dumbledore always has plan like A, B, C, D, E, F, G mm-hmm. in the back of his mind. And he knows how to take advantage of the kindness that he bestows upon people and how he can use it down the line and use it for his advantage. Oh, yeah. He does it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. He's cunning, mm-hmm. which is like the main character trait of a Slytherin yeah also that they're they're loyal which I which is Mm -hmm. another like Hufflepuff Slytherin team what Mm -hmm. but also um do you think he just sat under the hat and was like not Slytherin just like Harry did I think so (laughs) he was like not Slytherin not Slytherin not Slytherin the hat was like but you're a Slytherin and he was like not Slytherin and the hat was like fine Gryffindor I would not be surprised Gryffindor is where not Slytherins go yes (laughs) (laughs) okay 100% so yeah I want to just like pay attention to the spells that Hagrid knows how to do okay just to like really see like what kind of magic Dumbledore was teaching him and maybe like what the implications of all these spells could mean yeah, yeah. so he knows how to make fire and he knows how to do the boat be speedy spell <laughs> the dash incredible spell yes <laughs> really cool <laughs> okay another thing we learned about Hagrid is he likes a drink. I mean... Who doesn't? It's fine. However, <laughs> my my first sentence here is, is Hagrid an alcoholic or is he just a giant? <laughs> okay, so... I'm sorry, I started laughing halfway through because I looked at it. 
Okay. So I think that's a little giantist, Emily. It might be, <laughs> but I would like to explore and talk about it. Okay. So obviously Harry's first look at magic is the leaky cauldron. Uh-huh. And the second Hagrid walks in, Tom's like, hey, Hagrid, usual? <laughs> Which that is fine. You can be a regular at a bar and the bartender can know your drink. That is not an issue. The thing I would like to point out is Hagrid goes into Gringotts. And they go through the caves and whatever. And the second they leave, the first thing Hagrid does is like, I need a drink. Harry, I know I only took you to one magical store, but I'm going to need you to go do your second magical (laughs) store by yourself because I need to go get a pint down at the Leaky Cauldron. I don't know if that is... Okay, he... It's hard to go to Gringotts, right? You, It's like, it's a mine, right? But it's not a mine. It's a roller coaster mm-hmm. that is miles long. Mm-hmm. They say miles. Miles. It's a miles long roller coaster. And he's a he's huge. Mm-hmm. And he's probably very sensitive. He's so big. You know, not all of his blood is getting to his extremities <laughs> all the time. <laughs> his circulation is lacking. So he's, it was really hard, right? He didn't mm-hmm. have a drink when they were at the Leaky Cauldron, did yeah, he? Yeah, no. So he... <laughs> he passed it up that first time, I but... feel like he's like, listen, this kid's 11 now. He can go get himself his robes <laughs> while I go freaking calm my nerves sometimes I just have to calm my nerves yeah and so I I I don't (laughs) he doesn't he does not show any other signs of being an alcoholic other than needing a day drink the first day he meets Harry okay I mean I don't want to make any large assumptions or statements at this time (laughs) but it's something I noticed and something I would like to keep an eye Uh, on because obviously Hagrid has to drink a lot more mm -hmm. than the average human to get a buzz (laughs) and so I just want to make sure our sweetie baby is doing okay because I remember him (laughs) drinking a lot through the series and I just want to he spends a lot of time at pubs Mm -hmm. and I if I remember (laughs) correctly he partakes in a lot of mead Yes. Which I think is okay. He doesn't seem like an alcoholic. He seems okay. He drinks when he's um, hanging with his buds. He (laughs) drinks when he's a little sad, which is a little problematic just because alcohol is a depressant. So maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make any judgments on our boy here, but... um, yeah, let's keep an eye on him. Yeah. Kay. By the way, when I said is Hagrid an alcoholic or is he just a giant, I didn't mean that giants are alcoholics. <laughs> See, that's I meant I... that he's very large. Okay. And so what would be like alcoholism to a human wouldn't be for Hagrid. <laughs> I just want to clear that up because now that I'm reading it back, I'm like, yes. that sounded really awful and I didn't intend it to that's be That's why awful. I said that sounds giantist. Yes, I'm not trying to be giantist <laughs> okay, to good. our Hagrid. Good, good, good. Okay. And okay, the last thing I want to talk about Hagrid is the sad part about him <laughs> and it's Hagrid's allergic to cats that is very heartbreaking he's like Harry I'm gonna get you an animal but I'm not getting you a cat because I don't like cats because they make me sneeze oh here we have Hagrid who loves every animal 
but he can't love the kitties because he's allergic to them. I hate that. Um, he would be such a good cat dad. Cats are the best animals, Hagrid. They truly are. He's really missing out on the best <laughs> aspects of animal loverdom. Oh my gosh, imagine. So my friend Frank always has a big beard. Mm-hmm. And his cat, Aaron Purr, mm-hmm. is always licking and grooming his beard. Imagine Hagrid's cat. Okay, he would have to get like a very large cat, like one of those lynx, <laughs> yes. probably. It'd have to be a bobcat. Yeah, and <laughs> we know in like, what is it, the fourth book, Hagrid's like trying to get all nice for Madame Maxime. <laughs> and he tries to like comb out his beard, but the brush, like the bristles of his comb just get stuck in there because he can't brush it out. <laughs> if he had a cat, that thing would be like maintained. <laughs> All the time. So groomed. He would be date ready at a moment's notice. Uh, We've got to get him a kitty. There's some like, like hypo allergenic cats. Yeah, he just needs a naked one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I just imagined it and it's really cute. Think of it though. It's cold in England. Mm -hmm. So he's, and they're up high, right? So he's going to knit some little sweaters for that naked kitty. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. This is my <laughs> head cannon. <laughs> okay. Okay. So those are my thoughts and feelings I have about Hagrid up I till now. They were great. There will be many a Hagrid episode to come, at least yearly. Yep. Maybe biannually. We love him. Who knows? He's but, he's great. Um, tell me your guys' theories about Hagrid and his wand and his expulsion because this is some juicy stuff that will be. Mm, very exciting to talk about later yep i want to know mm-hmm. thank you for joining us we are so happy to be uh harry pottering with you guys i yeah. hope you're enjoying it too yep we have a lot of fun plans to switch up our hogwarts episodes later on so stay tuned all right let's create something magical together love you guys bye bye You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Harry Potter Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. 